0: A recent industry-funded study was released looking at the decommissioning of offshore oil and gas facilities in Western Australia. The report from the Centre of Decommissioning Australia has set several locations across the state to dismantle fossil fuel projects. Although this project can be seen as a way of disposing non-renewable energy producers, advocates are concerned the project fails to address issues. The Wire's Zachary Probert asked offshore fossil gas campaigner from Friends of the Air Jeff Waters what the report proposes.
1: Well, a study was commissioned by the Western Australian government uh, a year and a half ago. Uh, they paid $5 million to CODA to scope a series of different uh, potential sites for a yard where we can bring these huge floating and stationary platforms that are being removed from the sea and all the pipeline onto shore and be processed and disposed of. Uh, However, uh, as has been the case with all of my uh, contacts with industry, and CODA, it must be remembered, is funded by industry, uh, they have not mentioned recycling at all. And we're talking about 110 Sydney Harbour bridges worth of perfectly good steel. The only time they mention recycling is as a, uh, another form of potential disposal alongside landfill. So uh, it appears that uh, our view that industry has not calculated the value of that steel and industry has not calculated the carbon footprint of not recycling that steel.
0: And what about other waste materials as a byproduct of this decommissioning project? What would happen to, say, any um, toxic radioactive waste that would happen as part of this project?
1: Well, these things are filthy. They're full of asbestos and um, all sorts of toxins and various forms of hydrocarbons. But the one thing that's not being talked about at all in government, in industry, is the fact that there are thousands of tonnes of radioactive, hazardous radioactive waste that needs to be treated and dealt with from these platforms. And uh, that comes from an industry study that was published about a year and a half ago by the CSIRO saying that uh, as many as 1,600 tonnes of waste, radioactive waste, would need to be brought onshore safely and then stored somewhere for the rest of time. Now, that doesn't count the radioactivity that is present in all of the pipelines, thousands of kilometres of pipelines that will need to be dealt with as well. Nobody's measured how radioactive they are, but they've been pulling radioactive material along with the gas and oil out of the Earth's crust and uh, concentrating it, technically enhancing it. Uh, It uh, forms plaques in the pipelines. The radon gas breaks down into polonium and lead isotopes, and they join the naturally occurring, uh, well, under the Earth it's naturally occurring, uranium and thorium in forming plaques inside the pipes. So we need to assess how radioactive these pipes are and come up with a way of dealing with the you know, almost 2,000 tonnes of uh, hazardous radioactive material that that the oil and gas industry just hasn't told us about.
0: Are there any incentives, um, either financial or um, tax-wise, that could be included to incentivize the industry to deal with these problems?
1: We don't think the, the industry has the capacity to honestly deal with these problems. The track record of the oil and gas industry, particularly offshore, has been abominable they've left wells leaking for decades methane gas they' just that they do not have a good record. so we propose we have sought from government and have made submissions to the treasury to the budget process uh, calling for the government to increase and extend the existing temporary levy which they charge uh, forty eight cents per barrel equivalent of gas, the entire industry, to pay for the decommissioning of of one platform, we suggest that that should be extended and increased and that the government should supervise proper world-standard, state-of-the-art recycling facilities that will have no impact on the environment, just as is done in Europe, in Norway and Turkey and Scotland and some other places where they have government-funded world-class recycling facilities and, gosh, there's <laughs> hundreds of thousands of tonnes of free steel to be had.
0: From those examples that you just mentioned in Europe, um, and have they been able to see many other positive impacts come out of the decommissioning uh, projects?
1: No, no positive impact yet. Uh, there will be positive impacts if these, uh, if the government were to, you know, increase this levy and extend the, the temporary decommissioning levy then uh, thousands and thousands of jobs at various sites around Australia would be created. So there's a massive new industry to be had, but at the moment uh, the uh, oil and, and gas sector has certainly not proven that they're capable of uh, dealing with this in, a, in an environmentally sustainable manner.
0: That was Jeff Waters from Friends of the Earth, speaking with The Wires, Zachary Probert.